We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, I've been coming in for six years, and six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know? I want to know how. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark. To living? It's a waste of life. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire and this week presented by DoorDash and BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, coming at you live from my my new recording studio, aka new office in my new house. It has been a, a hectic week, that's why we didn't get a Thursday episode out to you, but today is the first episode of Rocktober, all month of October talking about the Rocky movie franchise, classic big time underdog story that has, in a lot of ways, shaped the sports movie landscape. You always hear, if it's like a new underdog sports movie, it's always like a a Rocky-type story or or something based on that. So, a lot to talk about with the Rocky franchise. There's also just a ton of Rocky movies in general. You've got the original five, and then the Rocky Balboa kind of like reboot, weird sequel thing that actually kind of worked. It was definitely better than Rocky five. And then the two Creed movies. So, Everyone has a favorite, and that's a question I've been asking a lot as we head into Rocktober. Ask the Big Screen Sports Facebook group, which you can go join right now, leave your answer. Also ask the on the Big Screen Sports Twitter account, that's at big underscore screen sport. You can go let me know there. Uh, If those two avenues don't work, you can go leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Let me know what that favorite Rocky movie is, and also leave a five-star review that, that helps this podcast. Uh, But for this episode, I decided to ask some fellow podcasters what their favorite Rocky movie is. Got answers from some of my favorite past guests on this show. Uh, Got some fellow Blue Wire Network podcasters and an expert on the Rocky series. So just kind of sit back, 
and prepare to either uh, agree or be really mad with some of these uh, some of these favorite Rocky movie answers. Also, everyone chiming in has a great show. A lot of them I listen to religiously, so make sure to give everyone a follow and check out what they're working on. Leading off, one of my favorite you know favorite past guests on the show, Mike Camerlengo. I've had him on for Rookie of the Year for Karate Kid. Mike is just a generally extremely funny guy. He's got a 60 Second Classics podcast rolling again. He's also got the 60 Second Classics YouTube videos that are great to check out. So without further ado, here's Mike with his favorite Rocky movie. Hey, what's going on, listeners of the Big Screen Sports Pod? Mike Camerlingo here, creator of the video series 60 Second Classics and co-host of 60 Second Classics, the podcast with Julia Young. If you're looking for a fun podcast hosted by two comedians that covers movies and TV shows from back in the day, check us out. I know Kyle has the sports movie world covered, but if you're looking for some jokes and fun conversation on movies like She's All That, Angus, Big Daddy, and way more stupid shit, we are your spot. Uh, Now, I know it's Rocky Week here on Big Screen Sports, and I wanted to say that it's impossible to say which Rocky is the best, okay? That's my take. Even a movie like Rocky V, which everyone shits on, has memorable exchanges like Tommy Gunn only fights in the ring, to which Rocky replies, my ring's outside. God damn, man. I can't tell you how many times I've said that after I've had about eight Miller Lights to no one in particular. And yes, you might be thinking you may not have many friends. You are correct. But if you put a gun to my head and said, which Rocky movie is the most fun to watch? I know this is a popular take, but it's popular for a reason. I gotta go with Rocky IV. Aside from the untimely death of Apollo, spoiler alert, there's just so much wild stuff that happens, including several montages, which two that basically happen back to back. The soundtrack is unbelievable. Journey? I mean, come on. Let's go here. And there's a talking robot. Plus, you know the actors took it very seriously because everyone is juiced out of their minds. And I don't want to watch any boxing movies unless the actors are suffering from back knee. Okay, that's, that, that's what I want to see when I see a boxing movie. So that's my pick, and that's the kind of expert movie analysis you can find on 60 Second Classics, the podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Honestly, there's a million podcasts, and you only have one life, so spend it doing what you want. Okay? All right, always good to hear from... Uh... From Mike, really hope I'm going to have him on the show again soon. Uh, also, two things before we get to our, our next next podcaster. Uh, if you're wondering why there's a bunch of echo, like I said in the intro, new studio, uh, new office, gonna gonna figure out things, make make me sound a little less like I am speaking in a gigantic cave. And also, if you're wondering what my favorite Rocky movie is, I'm gonna I am going to reel that after our last submission. So. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not just going to give that shit away for you to not listen to the entire episode. So got to listen to the whole thing, and then I will uh, will reveal my pick. All right, next up is one of my favorite guests, recent guest, and recent author of a, a brand new book, Three Ring Circus, about the Shaq, Kobe, Phil Lakers. It's Jeff Perlman, and side note, like I, I've been tearing through three ring circus as much as I can during this move. And it is, it is absolutely awesome for any sports fan, any basketball fan. It's great. But here is uh, his Jeff's take on what his favorite Rocky movie is. Hey, this is Jeff Perlman, host of two writers, Sling and Yang and the author of three ring circus, Kobe Shaqville and the crazy years of the Lakers dynasty. And the best Rocky movie by far, no doubt whatsoever is Creed. Number one, because the fight scenes are actually realistic and people aren't fighting with their hands at their waist. Number two, 
Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan, is probably the best actor in the uh, in the series. And number three, it's a just great continuation. It's a perfect continuation. The soundtrack is amazing. Everything's good about that movie. It's a legit standalone great movie, even if you've never seen Rocky. And my son likes it. Right, Emmett? Yep. Always great to hear from Jeff. And again, go buy Jeff's book. It is fucking awesome. Um, now we are getting into the, the Blue Wire Pods section of this episode. Um, as always, you can go check out the all the podcasts on the Blue Wire Pods network. That's bluewirepods.com. They have everything for every sport, unfortunately for me. Uh, Blue Wire has now has a couple podcasts in uh, in combat sports. One of them is Fight Game, which they're talking boxing. Uh, Fight Game Media does a lot of does just all combat sports stuff. They've got a couple more pods uh, on their website. You can go check them out. But uh, but Double G from Fight Game chimed in to to give me his favorite Rocky movie, which is just big because on their show, they've recently did a, a deep dive into the Rocky series, kind of went in depth on that. Go check that out. Gonna have uh, gonna have double G on to to kind of talk about, you know, what his because he did a lot of research and kind of looked into the series a lot. And going to talk about kind of the impact that had on the the sport of boxing and and just sports movies in general. So looking forward to to having him on later in October, maybe next week, maybe the week after. But here is his pick for his favorite Rocky movie. This is Double G from the Fight Game podcast. Our podcast drops generally Thursdays and Mondays, but we you know we, we sometimes do three and maybe even four episodes a week. So. Just keep an eye on that feed. Uh, and so I was asked to talk about my favorite Rocky movie and why. And I think I think the best Rocky movie is the original. Like, you can't really do better than that. Uh, but my favorite is also one that I find the most rewatchable, which is Rocky Three. And this is a turn in the uh, where in the franchise the movie just gets bigger and it's more about the uh, star power of Sylvester Stallone and the villains and uh, they're really trying to create uh, a, a big movie franchise kind of movie with Rocky Three, but the story is what I think drives this movie really and it's why it's my favorite one, which is the. The person who is on top, he's made it to the top and thus is not hungry anymore. And we see this in sports a lot, especially for something that we cover uh, on the Fight Game podcast. You're, you're talking MMA and also boxing where you get to a certain point and then you're like, okay, is that it? And then what you realize is that it's even harder to defend the championship that you just won or to defend your pound-for-pound pound status as the top guy in the world, then it was to even get to that point on the mountaintop. So this is what Rocky is dealing with in this movie, and his trainer, Mickey, warns him, you know, that you haven't been hungry since you won the belt. And, you know, this happens to all great fighters, which is you become civilized. Rocky's rich, he's handsome, he's got clothes. And so the whole movie is about being on the top and getting knocked down and questioning yourself about, you know, whether or not you were really good in the first place, and then proving to yourself and to everyone that you love that you were and you, and you can get back to that mountaintop. So that's why 
it's my favorite uh, of the series. Uh, the The Creed films are excellent too, uh, but I'd probably put uh, I'd probably go Rocky three, the original Rocky, and then the the first Creed as my three favorite movies. But anyway, can't wait for this podcast about the Rocky series. We did one uh, during the summer, uh, our own. So this is a franchise that is near and dear to my heart. That was Double G from Fight Game Media. And again, stay tuned. Uh, hopefully going to have him on later in October. Next up is another Blue Wire podcaster. And when I say that the Blue Wire has a podcast for, for everyone for their podcasting needs, uh, Jari Bolander is a, a great example of why. Jari does the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast. Uh, which is not a sports movie or a sports podcast at all. It is uh, he dives into the traits, values, and beliefs that drive entrepreneurs to create an independent life that completes them, as well as what all of us can learn from them. Uh, he is a a very unique dude. Great to talk to. Has helped me a lot. Uh, is hopefully helping me get going with uh, a website for big screen sports, which I have I have looked at doing for a while. Have not yet. But uh, Jari chimed in with his favorite rock movie as well, so let's kick it right to him. Hey, Kyle. Jari Bolander here from the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast that drops every Monday and Wednesday normally. I have to say that my favorite Rocky has got to be the first one, the original Rocky. A lot of it has to do with just the way it's written, and every time I see it, I just get like pumped and emotional and the underdog story is so powerful. I mean, the other ones are pretty good, but by that point, they're all Hollywood up. You know, I mean, Stallone had to like sell his dog <laughs> or give his dog away, not sell it, um, in order to make this because he just didn't have the money to, you know, feed his pet. So you could tell the hunger in the writing and the acting. And even though, you know, it's probably not the most highbrow kind of um, script. Uh, as well as the way it's shot, uh, it just feels gritty. You can you can feel Rocky sweat. You can feel the desperation. You can just feel that this palooka, for lack of a better word, I mean, he's the underdog, right? And there's just no way he's going to win. And in fact, you know, spoiler alert, he doesn't win. He loses the fight, but actually wins in life because no one ever thought he'd go the distance. And I think that's the most powerful thing about this entire story is that even though he lost the quote-unquote big event, he gained the respect of everyone that saw him box, and even the respect of his opponent. That is the ultimate story, and that's the reason why I think, you know, the first one, one, stands the test of time, and two, has just got that edge and that grit and that hunger and that determination to never give up, even when you lose. So, that's that's mine, Kyle. Appreciate the time to uh, to get on and talk about it again. I'm Jari Bolander. I do the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast. It's about how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur community. So if you're into all that entrepreneurial stuff, check it out every Monday and Wednesday. All right, I just want to make a note that after Jari's answer, that means we have had four people, four podcasters who submitted what their favorite Rocky movie is, and all four of them have a different answer. I think that says a ton about the the franchise and and what you value as far as what you're getting out of a Rocky movie, because all these movies, at least most of them, have kind of a different tone, different theme, so... 
Um, that that's what makes this. I, I think that is what makes this franchise so worth of, of Rocktober of an entire month dedicated to it. Um, our next podcaster is about to break the tie. Now Donald Paz is a producer for Blue Wire. He produces the Chris Van Vliet Show, Bronx Pinstripes, uh, Ian Happ's podcast, a, a couple other pods on the Blue Wire Network. Also hosts his own, own podcast, West Box Score. Uh, he gave, he gives a really detailed answer here. He really gets into the weeds on why his pick is his favorite Rocky movie. Really enjoy it. I'm going to kick it to Donald right now. Hey, Kyle. My name's Donald, and I'm from Los Angeles, California. I host the West Box Score podcast. It's a show all about Los Angeles sports. I'm a huge fan of Big Screen Sports Pod, and I wanted to mention my favorite Rocky film for Rocktober, and that is Rocky Four. It's the most fun film of the Rocky franchise and definitely the hardest villain Rocky Balboa had to face. I mean, the way they created Drago to be this indestructible machine of a boxer was amazing. From the beginning of him killing Apollo Creed, and then he goes to the press and he tells him straight up, if he dies, he dies. I mean, that was really cold-blooded. And as a fan of the franchise, like, you felt that for Rocky. Like, even when Rocky wanted to get revenge, as, like, the audience watching this film, you wanted him to avenge his friend. So, you know, the film just has all the feels. You know, sadness, anger, everything's in this film. I love the contrast, too, of the film of during the defeat and the loss of Apollo Creed, like, Rocky experiences all this at the height of his career with all the wealth that he's attained as a boxer. One of the best scenes that I like where you get to see this is um, the scene where he decides to take a long drive, you know, in his Lamborghini thinking and grieving about the friend he just lost. You know, you talk about like being able to do something like that with the money that you have. And, you know, it's insane. Um, But that was a really well-written piece of loss while also being able to kind of have something that the world would perceive as successful, which is money and fame and all the material things that come with it. But he still felt sadness and emptiness. So I I just think that was so well done. Um, Man, I'll even argue that Rocky IV has the best songs of all the Rocky franchises. And I'm talking about best songs that were not composed by Bill Conti. No Easy Way Out and Hearts on Fire, and those two songs are in my workout playlist. And, you know, speaking of Hearts on Fire, that training montage, my gosh, that one is one of the best out of all the training montages in the franchise. I mean, like, you take Super Rich, Lamborghini driving, Rocky Balboa, and he strips it down, and he goes and he trains in the snow in a cabin. He's chopping up wood. He's running up in deep snow, being followed by some Russian guys who we think are Drago spies. He's going up hills and he's he goes up to a mountain. You know, he climbs a whole mountain. I mean, that's like a wild man's workout. That's someone that wants to live out there. But, you know, he does it and it's just so inspiring to see. I mean, every time I watch that montage, I get inspired and I want to go and do what he did. I want to go jump rope as fast as he jumps rope and it's crazy. I want to be able to lift all that stuff, be able to lift a group of people up and all that. It's just insane. But um, man, uh, definitely I would even put it as far as that training scene, 
I would definitely put it up there in terms of uh, probably the best training scene you'll see in all of sports movies. You know, uh, there's always that one scene that they do where it's a training montage uh, right before the big game or the big fight. And I honestly think Rocky Ford does it. I think it's the best one out of all four in terms of like it's the most fun. It's the most well put together, written, everything. Music. It was just it was just I mean, to me, it was perfect. And I think it made such a huge impact that, I mean, that's why Creed 2 is tied to Rocky 4. So, I mean, when you think about the impact of Rocky 4, I mean, for the Creed universe to have to use and take refer- and reference Rocky 4, that's huge. So, I mean, Rocky 4, I think it's just the best one. Okay, so if you're doing the math at home, that is Rocky 4 in the lead. Two podcasters saying that is their favorite uh, Rocky defeating communism with his fist. A pretty good choice. We're going to take a quick ad break, and then I'm going to be back with a few more podcasters letting me know what their favorite Rocky movie is, have a favorite former guest of this show, a future guest of this show. Really looking forward to this. Stay tuned. Big Screen Sports is brought to you by DoorDash. As someone who moved in the last week, I have ordered a shit ton of DoorDash. They have been an absolute lifesaver. I'm not even going to read the ad copy because shouts to DoorDash for when you are moving in a house and all your kitchen stuff is in a box and you need a restaurant, you need food, but you don't want to have to take time off from unpacking to go drive and get something. Shouts to DoorDash. Got some Schlotzky sent to my house. It was, it just hit the spot. Little uh, smoked turkey, broccoli and cheddar soup. Just, just great stuff. Uh, ordering on DoorDash is easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat. Your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Uh, there's, you know, local favorites like, or national favorites like Chipotle, Wendy's, Cheesecake Factory. All your local places are on there too at least a lot of them are the smart ones are um, i'm a huge doordash guy right now listeners can get five dollars off zero delivery fees on their first order fifteen dollars or more when you download the doordash app and a code blue wire that's five dollars off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter code blue wire don't forget that's code blue wire for five dollars off your first order with doordash Big Screen Sports is brought to you by both BetOnline.ag and betting on the Cowboys money line on BetOnline.ag and that not hitting. Football's back. You can bet on all the football games at BetOnline.ag, but do not bet on the Cowboys money line at this point. Why don't you bet on the money line of whoever is playing them because things aren't great right now, but you know what is great? BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win the season. Game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anyone else. Head to BetOnline today, take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses, and don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back. Got a couple more podcasters coming your way, chiming in with their favorite Rocky movies. Uh, Next up, one of my absolute favorite guys to have on this podcast and I don't want to don't want to spoiler alert, I guess, or I don't don't want to drop all of Rocktober's programming. But I expect to hear this guy on big screen sports again very soon. One of my favorites, the host of Potterless, the host of Horse Hoops, and the host of the podcast game show for charity meddling adults, Mike Schubert. Uh, just all around, just one of my favorite people I've met since since uh, I started doing this. 
Um, Mike's podcasts are great. Go check him out. And I'm, I'm not surprised at all, but he's got a great, some great reasoning for why his favorite Rocky movie is his favorite Rocky movie. So here's Mike. Hi, my name is Mike Schubert. You might recognize me from other episodes of this podcast or my other shows, Potterless Horse and Meddling Adults. Now, my favorite Rocky movie, when I look deep into my heart of hearts, I know that regardless of considering what is the best cinematic film and all that mumbo jumbo, my favorite Rocky movie is Rocky IV just because of the over-the-top 80s American patriotism that is within it. It's just... Too wonderful not to love. I know that Rocky One is probably the most cinematic. And Creed is like a Dark Horse really good movie. It's just a quality film, especially when you take all the history of the franchise into it as well. But Rocky Four is just so truly enjoyable. You've got Rocky avenging Apollo Creed's death. You've got Rocky basically fighting the Cold War with his fists. You have an enemy, a villain that just seems so impossible to defeat in Drago that is just, you know, a machine of a human. How are you going to beat him? I mean, Rocky eventually does, but like how? You also have so many iconic lines. I must break you. He's not a machine. He's like a piece of metal. Like all of these incredible, incredible quotes. And then just the fact that already he seems like this insurmountable villain, Drago. But then you learn that he is using steroids and it makes you want to hate him even more because he's a cheater on top of all of this. And then they also just find a way to freshen up the franchise because, you know, it's the fourth movie. You could see us going through the motions a little bit. But the fact that he goes abroad for the fight and he does the training in the middle of the snow and he's walking through the snow with the giant log, like back to his roots. It's just, oh, it's just so wonderful. And you just can't help but get fired up watching it. So I know that it is cheesy and silly and over the top, but it's just in the best way. It's like the top gun of Rocky movies. You know that some things are very silly, but you just can't help but love them. And that's why I think Rocky four is the best Rocky movie. Always a pleasure to have Mike's vocals on this podcast. Like I said earlier, stay tuned for the upcoming weeks. I think uh, I like the chances of, of having Mike back on Big Screen Sports. We've got something in the works, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I want to close this episode. We, we've got one more podcaster who's going to hit us with their, uh, their favorite Rocky franchise, and I wanted to close with it because it's my longest clip. And it is, uh, it is the podcaster. I, I, I adore everyone who sent in submissions, you know, especially past guests of this podcast, fellow members of the Blue Wire Network. But th I, th I thought this was the best closing clip because Doug Greenberg over at Rocky Minute has done his podcast breaking down the Rocky films minute by minute. I believe they are in on the third movie now. So I think there's, there's no one who is better served to give some insight into this franchise and into what makes their favorite Rocky movie their favorite Rocky movie than Doug, who has broken down every single minute of Rocky. Like, I've seen Rocky probably at least 10 times, but thinking about just watching minute by minute over and over again and really analyzing every minute, uh, I was really, it was, I was stoked to have Doug send something in. Uh, everyone go check out his podcast. I feel like if you're a fan of this podcast, you will be a big fan of, of Rocky Minute, breaking down Rocky Minute by Minute. Without further ado, here is Doug finishing us out. 
Hey, what's up, Kyle, and what's up, listeners of the Big Screen Sports Podcast? My name is Doug Greenberg, and I'm one of the hosts of Rocky Minute, which is a podcast where we analyze the Rocky movies one minute at a time, which means we go chronologically through the movie, break it down into one-minute chunks, and then analyze each minute of the movie. We have completed two seasons, which we covered Rocky, the original, and Rocky II, and we're working our way currently through Rocky III with the same kind of analysis. Now, we argued in our coverage of the first Rocky that Rocky isn't really a sports movie. It's more of a love story set in, a, in uh, the boxing world. But of course it's a sports movie. It's one of the greatest sports movies ever created. Now, Kyle sent me a message asking me, what's the best Rocky movie? Now, I think that's a little bit of a complicated question because if you're asking me what's the best Rocky movie and what my favorite Rocky movie is, you're going to get two different answers. Obviously, the best Rocky movie is the original. It's the best made one. It's the best filmed one. The cinematography, everything about the original, the script uh, is perfect. But my favorite one was the one that I grew up watching and loving and the one that I've probably seen the most, which is Rocky Four. Now, that's controversial because in the Rocky world, among hardcore Rocky purists, Rocky Four is at the bottom of the barrel sometimes even behind Rocky V. But in 1985, when Rocky IV came out, I was seven years old. And as a seven-year-old kid who grew up in the thick of the 80s action film burst, it was perfect for me. I mean, it has all the makings of a great 80s action movies without the blood spurts and the explosions. But if you go back and look chronologically through the movies, Rocky, I'll even say Rocky III and Rocky IV are kind of set in almost an alternate universe, like a fantasy world. Rocky 1 and Rocky 2 are grounded. You know, they're more set in reality. Rocky 3 starts to get a little comic booky with the with the Mr. T fights and the punches that sound like explosions. Rocky 4, I mean, you have a comic book hero, you know, little Rocky who's who's shredded to the bone, and you have a comic book villain in Ivan Drago, the giant insurmountable mountain of a man who... You know, Rocky systematically chops down until, you know, until he beats him. And until Creed came along, I didn't really think that it belonged in the Rocky universe. But Creed became that thread that connected Rocky Four to the Rocky franchise. And I'm forever grateful to Creed for, for doing that. And even Creed Two to a greater extent, because it involves the Dragos directly. And you get more of a background on what the Dragos have been up to since the ending of Rocky IV. But if you want to go back to Rocky I, which I think is the best, the most well-made of the film series, uh, you know, you got a wholesome character in Rocky. You have a simple man with a simple goal. He doesn't want to win the fight. He just wants to go the distance. And that scene where he's laying in bed with Adrian telling her that, you know, he can't beat Apollo Creed. He just wants to go the distance, wants to prove that he's not just another bum from the neighborhood is a very heartfelt and touching scene. Very underrated and probably one of the best scenes in the movie, if not the best scene in the movie. Um, Rocky, the character himself, is the ultimate underdog. He's a guy with no direction. He's working for the mob. He's collecting 40 bucks on these club fights after, you know, after getting headbutted and, you know, the snot kicked out of him to fight like this every two weeks for, what, a couple of bucks? We also pointed out during our coverage of Rocky 1, Sly's nonverbal acting... In one of his earliest roles is almost unmatched by anybody else during that time or even since. Moments like uh, when he's in the backseat of Gazzo's car and, uh, 
and the driver asked him if he got the number of the plate of the truck that ran over his face. You know, the his his nonverbal reaction to that. After seeing Marie with the with the corner boys, after she tried to, you know, try to reach out to her, tried to, you know, change the girl's life. And then the next day he sees her on the corner with those jerks again. It, it, you know, the hurt in his face after thinking that he got through to her and then realizing that she doesn't give a shit about what he says. Y- you feel it. You feel Rocky's pain in that moment. After Jurgens, when he's in the ring, he tells Jurgens that his shorts are wrong in the painting of himself. Jurgens tells him, it doesn't matter. Nobody gives a shit what you're wearing tomorrow night. You're going to get the crap kicked out of you, but it's going to be a great show, isn't it? The nonverbal acting on his face after he realizes that he doesn't belong in the same league as Apollo Creed is, uh, you know, is, is, it's one of those moments. You really can, you really can feel it on, on Rocky's face. In season two, when we covered Rocky two, um, a lot of people hail Rocky two as their personal favorites of the, of the series, I guess, because it's Rocky one part two, except Rocky wins in the end of this one. But, um, when you're going through it minute by minute, uh, we noticed a lot of flaws in, in the story. First of all, Rocky, Rocky being the the kid in the candy store when he's, you know, when he's going on a shopping spree with all the money that that he made uh, from the first fight, you know, it, it's it's a little it's tiring, a little silly, a little goofy, and it doesn't seem like it fit the character of Rocky. Also, we couldn't tell what his motivation for wanting to fight Apollo Creed that second time was. Um, was it because boxing is in his blood, in his DNA? And it's what he has to do, or is it because he's broke and he needs to make money? They kind of jump rope with that, um, the motivation there. And in the end, we couldn't figure out why he took that second fight. There were times when he said, you know, I'm a fighter. It's what I am. But there was also times when we knew that he was struggling to pay the bills and he wanted to take the fight to be able to you know, give Adrian nice things. You know, I want to give you nice things. I want to give the kid nice things. You know, so we we really couldn't even at the end of the movie, we couldn't figure out what his motivation for taking the fight was. So if you want to go back and check out our first two seasons of Rocky Minute, um, we break down the movies and really get deep into uh, analysis of of the uh, the first two movies. Um, We're continuing right along with the series as we record season three uh, yet to be released. You can find our episodes on the Sylvester Stallone Fan Podcast Network. You'll find our show, Rocky Minute. You'll find Going the Distance, the Rocky series podcast, which is another analysis of the Rocky movies. Uh, Not as deep as One Minute at a Time. They take a more broad approach. But uh, they've completed all six Rocky movies and are now covering uh, the first Creed movie the same way. And we also have the Slycast over there on the network where they go through uh, Sylvester Stallone's filmography chronologically. Uh, the latest release uh, that they put out was his movie Assassins. So you can find all three shows on the Sylvester Stallone Fan Podcast Network. Thank you, Kyle, and happy Rocktober, everybody. Happy Rocktober indeed, Doug. That was an awesome breakdown. I think everyone needs to go check out Rocky Minute. I know I need to to catch up on their stuff. Hoping to have him on in Rocktober. We have a lot of great stuff planned in Rocktober. Hoping to get a couple past guests back on to uh to discuss some things a uh, big shout out to mike camerlengo double g jari jeff perlman uh donald mike schubert and doug really you know appreciate everyone sending in their clips about their favorite rocky movies i do want to give 
a shout out to Jason Turbo, past guest in this podcast. He was on a couple weeks ago talking about uh, For Love of the Game. He is the author of the baseball book, They Bled Blue, about the 1981 Dodgers. He was sending something in. Uh, audio files got messed up. That's that's just kind of how it goes. We had to to go to print, as they would say in the newspaper business, so it didn't get wasn't able to get Jason's in, but thanks to everyone, um, you know, who sent in submissions, everyone listening, go check out, you know, if anyone's podcast sounded interesting, go give it five minutes, see what you think. I, I have, I have found a lot of great podcasts by doing that, just checking out the first five minutes and then finding something, um, you know, finding something I really like. Uh, as for my favorite Rocky movie and just doing the tally here, I think that makes Rocky four our winner. Um, I think no matter what I pick here, I think that makes Rocky Four a winner. Except maybe if I do Rocky One, not not sure, not not doing the math. I've had I've had a little wine tonight. What of it? Uh, but but I'm not going to pick Rocky One. So Rocky Four is a great choice. I would say of the Rocky movies, the just Rocky movies, Rocky Four. If Rocky Four is on TV, it is the one. I, it is the one I would watch the most. Rocky one people forget and I'm gonna get into this in October Rocky one kind of a drag it's kind of like Doug said it's more of a uh, it's more of a love story it's either Doug or Donald I can't remember who said that but one of them said that it's more like a love story and it, it's a great film and it changed the sports movie industry I think but or the sports movie kind of like lexicon but it, it's not my favorite to watch um, two is just kind of that redone not quite as good um, three clubber laying I I I like Clubber Lang, Mr. T. Uh, four would be my favorite of all the the Rocky films. Five, I think I've seen five. I'm not even sure I've seen it in its entirety. And uh, you know, and honestly, like Rocky Balboa uh, was a lot better than it had any right to be. But it, you know, still whatever. But um, I am going to agree with Jeff Perlman. My favorite Rocky movie is Creed. Uh, the first boxing match in Creed is fantastic. I, I was, I, I mean, I remember who I was watching it with, where I was glued to my chair, watching that first, it's filmed as if it is one steady cut, it, it can't possibly be, but it's filmed that way, and it is it is the best fight scene, best boxing scene I've ever seen in any movie, um, Michael B. Jordan is is very charismatic, I saw the film before I saw Tessa Thompson in Westworld. I have not been able to look at her the same sense because her char- character in Westworld is just so despicable. But, um, you know, in, in the way it tied in Rocky's past, and it still hurts that Stallone didn't get that Oscar, but I am, whenever Creed is on, and it was streaming for a long time, which is great. Weirdly, Creed 2 is on Prime, but uh, Creed is not. But whenever whenever Creed's on, and it's been kind of on recently, um, I will throw it on. It is my my favorite, and maybe that's, you know, it, it's kind of a weird way to look at it because you know, besides Creed two, it's the most recent. We're just you know we're it's forty years removed from the original Rocky, but uh, the original or Creed one is is my favorite. I'm a huge fan, but I am looking forward to talking out everything about this franchise for the rest of October. If you are too, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't yet, leave a five-star rating and a review. We've got some great Rocky-themed episodes coming up. We've also got nearly 100 fairly evergreen. Almost everything in this podcast is evergreen on the feed. Go back, see if we've covered one of your favorite or least favorite sports movies. If you enjoyed any of these uh, podcasters who submitted 
their favorite Rocky movies. I've got episodes with them. You could catch me and Mike Camerlengo talking Rookie of the Year. Uh, you can catch me and Mike Schubert talking Pitch Perfect, talking High School Musical. You can catch me and Jeff Perlman talking Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf 2, Everybody's All-American, and I think we are Marshall. So um, go back, check out Favorite Evergreen Episodes. Uh, we've got some great month, great content, great Rocktober stuff coming up. Also check out the entire Blue Wire Network. Go check out the Big Screen Sports Facebook page. Join that. Talk sports movies with us. And we will see you next Monday with more Rocktober. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.